You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, launched on the 3rd of May 2020. You need to get your head examined. Come on! Hurry! Come back! You idiot! You... Hello you, are you a regular or are you brand new? It matters not one jot. All of you are welcome in the big Finnish world of audio drama and audiobooks. Every Sunday we release a podcast just for you, packed with all the latest about what we do at Big Finnish Productions. And on the off chance that you didn't know, we make loads of audio drama and audiobooks for you. Yes, you. A whole universe of Doctor Who, of course, but there's so yes. much more. Tortsu, The Avengers, Blake Seven, The Prisoners, mm. Space 1999, Callan, Time Slip. Time Slip, I always say that Time Slip. Time and Dracula. It's all available at bigfinish.com and on our free listening app, which you can download for free for Android and uh, iOS. Uh, You can also read all about it on our free downloadable monthly magazine, Vortex. And as it says here on my little page of wonders, I'm (laughs) Benji Clifford. Uh, and Benji's hesitation there is because I didn't type iOS, I just typed OS. Um, OS, SOS. And I'm Nick Briggs, by the way. Uh, here's what's coming up in this bumper podcast. Oh, it's just bumping everywhere. Uh, in a few moments, get some better drivers. Benji and I will be chatting about the Paul Sprague Writer's Opportunity, where the winner gets a chance to write a Doctor Who short trip for us. And we'll also be mentioning listening parties. After that, we'll be taking a look at our latest reviews, talking about the Sixth Doctor adventure, Cry of the Vultress. That was the cry of the vultures. Up next, our featured release will be Missy Volume 2 with an exclusive clip. Following that, we'll be straight into your emails sent to podcasts at bigfinish.com. Then we'll be going behind the scenes with this week's sixth Doctor adventure, Scorched Earth. Following that, we'll be giving you a special preview of Time Slip, The Age of the Death Lottery. And of course, we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And finally, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of the third Doctor Adventures, Poison of the Daleks, by Guy Adams, episode one. So first up, let's talk about the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips opportunity. As you may have heard, because it was announced last week, the annual Short Trips writing opportunity is now open, seeking new writers to create a Doctor Who short story to be released as an audiobook on Christmas... Christmas Day? Who knows? Around about Christmas 2020. <laughs> the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trips Opportunity is named after the cheerful, much-loved person at the heart of the Big Finish production office who sadly passed away on uh, suddenly on the 8th of May 2014. Now, in its fifth year, the competition is open again from now until the end of June. Uh, The full list of terms and conditions can be found on the BigFinish.com website and should be read by anyone planning to send in a new story submission over the coming weeks. Big Finish creative director Nicholas Briggs, what do you (laughs) have to say? What do I have to say? What do you have to say? Well, in the press release, uh, this is what I said when asked for a comment. Apparently, I said... It's that wonderful time of year again when we remember our great friend and colleague Paul Sprague. Although it's always painful to remember the loss, 
It's a great consolation to recall his incredible positivity, sense of fun, and to honour the way in which he was always keen to encourage new talent. It's for that reason that our former colleague and Doctor Who Short Trips producer Ian Atkins proposed this memorial writer's opportunity, and I'm so impressed with how our current Short Trips producer Alfie Shaw has picked up the baton and continued to find the most creative and exciting new writers out there. I'm looking forward to reading some great new entries. Good luck to you all. That's what I said. And what's more, I meant it. (laughs) Well, prospective entrants uh, should listen to the previous winning entries to understand what kind of adventures the Big Finish judges are looking for. The first winning story, selected from over a thousand submissions back in 2016, was Forever Fallen by Joshua Winisco. The finished production, narrated by Nick, can be downloaded for free from the Big Finish website. That's right, and the subsequent three winning stories, Landbound by Selim Yulug, uh, The Last Day at Work by Harry Draper, and The Best Laid Plans by Ben Teds, are also free to download, and they are excellent starting points. Here's the trailer for The Last Day at Work. From the blue to the dark. Big Finish presents Doctor Who Short Trips. The Last Day at Work by Harry Draper. Read by Nicholas Briggs. It was inside his head again. Bernard Whittam had a feeling that it would be back. He had been waiting for it. In the stillness of the evening, he could hear a wheezing, groaning noise, like somebody breathing down the back of his neck. The landlady, Beatrice, rang the bell and bellowed at the top of her voice. The man of the hour has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no, wait, it's only Bernard. One was a dashing young man in a saffron tunic and tartan kilt. His companion, older and shorter in stature, was an impish figure in a frock coat and checkered trousers, both too large for him. A crooked bow tie loosely hung round his collar. Barnes Common was serene, the sun long since set. Bernard maintained a measured pace as he walked behind the doctor and Jamie. He wanted them both where he could see them. If a tree falls, and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Jamie could see the doctor's breath in the cold of the night. I'm particularly sensitive to time. We have a unique relationship. Big finish. We love stories. Prospective writers must submit their entries before 23 59 UK time on the 30th of June 2020. Full writers' guidelines and competition terms and conditions are listed on the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com. Uh, good luck to you all. Yes, yes. From Big Finish Productions. I want an idea, said the author, said the husbands, said the postman, and Draxil Forg, ideas by trade, plucked from thin air exactly what they were looking for. Doctor Who. Short trips, the best laid plans. The Doctor! Lornier spat, kicking over a filing cabinet. Who is he? One of the hypnotherapists chosen, Dr. Smith. I'd quite like to know as well. He were no hypno-watched. He were lying, spying scum. He wasn't a hypnotherapist? Draxel whirled around, mind racing. No, Fog, he weren't. You were a god. The meeting had to be arranged. No, forced. A trap. A scheme so deadly and dastardly, this doctor couldn't help himself from getting involved. 
Hush, was the taut reply. This'll never work. Make a theme park with dinosaurs? What's so interesting about dinosaurs? They're just big lizards with anger issues. I want an idea. The innocent words of those in need of creativity and joy. And now, the cause of death on autopsies. The millions of them that were to come. Big finish. We love stories. And now, on to our listening parties. We've done three. Did you know that, Benji? Have we really? Yes. Yes, it was very popular. It's lovely seeing my uh, Twitter feed filled with lots of Big Finish love. Yes, uh, hashtag uh, Plum Pudding. It was for uh, Chimes of Midnight. Uh, We put the uh, story on SoundCloud for free for the duration of the party. By the way, it's very noisy here. It's it's very summery. There's there's a a plane going overhead and there's lots of tweety birds. Um, For the Chimes of Midnight one, uh, the Paul Paul McGowan and the India Fisher and the Rob Shearman also featured. Rob wrote it, of course. And then we did uh, Paternoster Gang Heritage One. That was hosted by the BBC as on YouTube. Uh, Dan Starkey, Catherine Stewart and Neve McIntosh featured uh, in that, uh, you know, tweeting along. And uh, also there were video interviews with them to start with to introduce you to the Paternoster Gang. And now we've just had the Time Slip premiere featuring writer Andrew Smith director Helen Goldwyn and star of the original series and also this audio return Spencer Banks uh, and by the way uh, Time Slip is also on Britbox now I don't, is it the whole of Time Slip the or whole just of one the of first sort of uh, story as it were series oh, the yeah. first story oh it's first story so there's yeah. six episodes on there um, yeah okay but it's kind yeah, of hit so- and miss on Britbox there's a lot of things that like the odd there's like the odd episode like Cat Weasel there's for some reason one. the first episode which makes no sense but thankfully with time slip because I did have a peak uh, for this yeah. precise reason um, is yeah there's six episodes yeah it's oh, it's that first story what's it called the end of time or something I think or it's the called the end of let me have, uh, I don't know if it's the end of it's something hold on it's anyway it's set in World War Two. I I know it very very well and just to say that the the, the wrong end guy, of time there we the go, wrong sorry. end of time that's what it was I knew there was an end and time in there um Anyway, I won't go there. There's too many pitfalls. Um, the uh, the Pantanosta Gang one and the Time Slip one, they're still available on YouTube if you want to go and have a look at them. Uh, I think that's quite fun. They've got all the comments from people on them and stuff. And there's some, yeah. Get involved, that's what I say. So the question is, of course, is uh, yes. do you want more listening parties? That's, that is the question. If you do, yes. what would yeah. you like them to be and who would you like to have as a guest? And let us know. Write into podcast at bigfinish.com and, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, if a, a whole load of you want a particular thing, we can uh, make it happen. Let us know. Podcast at bigfinish.com. Right then, now time for the latest reviews. And this week, as we mentioned, we're talking about the Sixth Doctor Adventure Cry of the Vultures featuring the Ice Warriors. Grab onto the console! Oh, are we in Probumpy Landing? What is it? Time turbulence? We've been ejected from the space-time vortex! It seems the attack on the Parliament building may have been a ruse. During the chaos, Station One was attacked, its guards murdered, and its crystal was stolen. One of the three great crystals is gone! It's not seen us yet. Move back. 
very slowly. It's getting closer. Keep moving. Ah! Ah! us! Flip! This is Constance, a human from the planet Earth. Never heard of it. And if I was still the queen of the Vultress, none of us ever would. I'm sorry if my arrival's not welcome. It wasn't me who invited you. It was that traitor, Sky. Wow, there's bad people now. Lizard oh, no. people. No, 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 no. Doctor, who are they? They're ice warriors. Armoured and heavily armed. Open fire. Big Finish. We love stories. And if you want to find it and order it, you can do so by going to bigfinish.com and typing yes. in Vultris. I'll spell that for you because it's a weird word. V-U-L-T-R-I-S-S. And you put that into the search pane at the top. The What's little, that? You know, little sort of oh. round thing, sort of raffia base. Right. Uh, remember, it's two S's at the end of Vultris. Right, so first up, blogtohoo.com says, This is a very satisfactory story. Satisfactory. Uh, full of Doctor Who and Big Finish hallmarks. Colin Baker is always delightful and brings out the best in those who work with him. This felt like a classic serial and was very easy to visualise and almost felt like it could have been a lost episode. Mm, that's Compliment, nice. isn't it? Uh, yes. DoctorWhoWatch.com says, Cry of the Vultress is an extremely enjoyable story, especially for Ice Warrior fans. A great start to the Sixth Doctor's latest season and a more than welcome return for two much-loved companions. That's Flip and Constance, of course. DigitalFix.com says, Cry of the Vultress is a welcome return for the Sixth Doctor, Constance and Flip, with a bold dramatic threat from the Ice Warriors. A fantastical alien world and plenty of twists and turns to keep the listener on their toes. Ooh, HoganReviews.co.uk says Cry of the Vultress is a real... Yeah, well, Hogan's heroes. (laughs) Cry of the Vultress is a really good story. It keeps zipping along at lightning pace, but none of the twists come out of complete nowhere. You feel it was all plotted out and thought in in advance. Well, I would have hoped so. We didn't just turn up in the studio (laughs) and improvise. Go on then, Colin, what are you going to do? This Vultress starts crying then... Yeah. Well, I, I, I suppose uh, I'll say no. Um, SciFiBulletin.com says, uh, a welcome return for this TARDIS team in a well-written and produced play. Nine, nine out of ten. Doc, doco, ho, ho, bit what? Doc, doco, doco ho, ho. Doco, ho. Doco, ho. Big finish. Doco, ho. Big finish. They spent three hours reading out a, a URL. Um, dot blogspot.com says, I really like how the script is playful with uh, who the villain is, using the affability of the Ice Warriors in Curse of Peladon as a hook to throw suspicion elsewhere and then doubling back when they have fallen in action. The best aspect of this, the return of Sixie, Flip and Constance, an awesome combination that are spearheading the main range at the moment. This reminds me of Memories of a Tyrant, which kicked off the previous Sixth Doctor trilogy, a strong science fiction tale with lots of lovely twists and turns, a fine production and excellent performances. Eight out of ten. Mm. 
On the Twitter sphere, Matthew Swan MS uh, says, "Just finished listening to Big Finish Cry of the Vultress. Instantly, one of my favourite Sith Doctor adventures." Ah, oh, thank you, Matthew. Um, I'm back to a website, BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk. Says, "Cry of the Vultress." blends the classic and modern eras together perfectly with the inclusion of the ice warriors here they are much more like the ones we saw in curse of peladon another curse of peladon check uh, where they are much more diplomatic and looking to make peace with the universe at large cry of the vultures is another strong entry into big finish's output it kicks off the new sixth doctor trilogy well and darren jones manages to pack a lot into the two-hour runtime. Back on the Twitter sphere, Tom Housen, twelve eighteen, good year. Uh, Cry of the Vultures from Big Finish and Darren Scribbled is a spectacular adventure. <laughs> the script is See so character-rich, and it's lovely to have Sawbones Hex. That's of course Colin Baker back with Lisa Greenwood twenty. That's of course Lisa Greenwood and hashtag Miranda Raisin. That's of course Miranda Raisin. The sound design is <laughs> that's of course superb. As uh, that's of course sound design. Uh, and special mention to Tom Webster I'm not going to say it again uh, beautiful cover yeah Tom talented guy talented, talented yeah, guy talented you know, guy. You know yeah. great great guy you know. it's one of my personal favourites um, at audio who won I'm really bad at uh, reading out Twitter addresses I kind of freeze the at it throws you off and it's because it's, it's there's no spaces I can't do it uh, just finished Cry of the Vultures by far my favourite monthly adventure so far this year if you like the Curse of Belladon I'd say there's a good chance you'll like this too and flip continually makes me smile me too just love thinking it. about it makes me smile love it love it well that's reviews this week anyway more next time when we'll be talking about susan's war yes she was so sad yes. what that was in the, the daleks you know when when she mentions her name and the dalek sort of looks at her and goes so sad oh Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with Scorched Earth, starring Colin Baker as the Doctor, with Miranda Raisin as Constance and Lisa Greenwood as Flip. And after that, we'll be diving splodoosh into listeners' emails. But first, our featured releases segment is back again, this oh, time good. with a great preview clip of Missy Volume 2. This is an exclusive to this podcast, that's right, so if you listen to the podcast, you've heard it here foist. Uh, yes, it's the return of Michelle Gomez as the female incarnation of the Doctor's arch-enemy, the Master. Uh, Missy in a box set which features Rufus Hound as the meddling monk and Dan Starkey as Strax. The Sontaran. No, 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 no. The fighting stopped. Nothing gets past you, does it, B-boy? But why has it stopped? Who is spoiling Missy's fun? I think it's that woman down there with the magic wand. Yes, thank you. I can see who stopped the battle, but who is she? I don't know. Who? Yes! Precisely! Just go to bigfinish.com and type Missy into the search pane at the top. I don't know whether you know what our search pane is. It's sort of a magnifying glass thing. It's just spaced, right, raffia paste. Um, You'll find both of our Missy releases there and Missy Volume 2 will be released in July 2020. And as we mentioned, we'll be going behind the scenes with The Scorched Earth. 
and we'll be giving you a special preview of Time Slip, The Age of the Death Lottery. But first, it's time for a fairly controversial listener's emails. That's right, and if you want to send an email, it's simple. It's so simple. All you have to do is send them to podcast at bigfinish.com. You can send whatever you like. You could send it in wingdings. You know that font that's just lots of pictures? I don't recommend it because we probably no. wouldn't be able to read it. But I'm saying that... we could that, just that, convert it. I suppose we could, yeah. But, you know, have we got the time? That's the question. <laughs> More importantly, have you got the time? Because I think it's far easier just to type in a language that is actually understood no, by no, anybody no. that isn't a printer. Because um, printers, printers communicate in wingdings. I don't understand. Do Why am I talking about this? Anyway, first up, here's one from Jason Leach. I like it. Um, hi there, Nick and Benji. I'll try Hello. to be as quick as possible. Yes, hurry up. I love the podcast, and I'm amazing at all the adventures of Big Fitness Produce. Um, I'm lucky <laughs> enough to still be working full time as a cleaner in an office building, disinfecting all surfaces to prevent the spread of COVID 19. And listening to Big Finish is helping pass this difficult time. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to you. I Absolutely. mean, you're vital in all this. So um, hats off to you, Jason. Doing the, doing the job, doing the job. Uh, okay, so it's question time. Um, it's an email. I'm not just, I'm not just interrogating you, Nick. Um, I have three questions here. Um, will we see new seasons of Lady Christina, Jenny, Rose Tyler, Donna Noble and Charlotte Pollard? Well, I'll say there are some yeses in there. Mm. Keep it vague. I <laughs> Definitely like. Charlotte Pollard. Um, can we please get a spin-off series with D.I. Patricia Menzies? Um, she is such an amazing character, and I would love to see more adventures with her. Well, no plans for that. Um, lovely idea, though it is. A friend of mine suggested that I listen to Survivors. Given the times we're living in at the moment, I'm sure that this was a joke. After listening to the first season, I was both amazed and terrified of how close to reality it all is. My question was, is this a reimagined series based on the 1975 Survivors or a continuation of the show? I have not seen the original show, but I do have the copy of it on DVD. Thank you for your time. Stay safe, Jason Leach. Well, I mean, it's a continuation, isn't it, Benji? Of the well, it is. Show. In fact, I, I can give you a perfect thing um, about this because my friend, Tom, um, mm. popped round before lockdown. He popped round and we exchanged a few DVDs. This is before any of this kicked off. Anyway, um, about a week later, he uh, he actually got COVID-19 and was stuck. Oh. He was stuck you know, at home, very unwell and had to uh, self-isolate. And anyway, I had given him the complete box set of the TV series of Survivors, and in which he watched all the way through and laughed, and he said it was really weird, you know, watching it in the middle of a pandemic when yeah. he quotes, suffering from the death. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so once he finished it, he messaged me, he said, oh, he said, um, he said, I, I've really, I really love that. And I feel like, he said, I feel like I want to listen to more of it. He said, you do, did some for Big Finish, didn't you? I said, yeah. I said, I, I did a, a, a huge chunk of Survivors, enough so that, that uh, I feel like I've lived it. And, mm. and he said the same question. He said, well, is it is it a reboot? Is it, is it original? I said, no. I said, we've got the original characters from the series. And so we're, we're, we're it, you know, it jumps around a little bit, but basically we're continuing on. We're extending those stories. And so he has been, um, I think he was renovating his house and listening, and he's listened to loads of them, and he's been buying them and doing stuff. And he's absolutely loved it. And he's said to me, he said, oh, it's so great, he said, that you've managed to get Abby Grant 
want um, Carolyn Seymour back as well to continue yeah. her story because obviously yeah. she uh, about Peter because she left after series one, didn't she? So, mm. so uh, yes, to answer your question, that long-winded answer, um, yes, it's a good answer. Yes, it uh, it is a, a continuation, and yes, this is a strange time to to listen to it, but at the same time, got my friend my friend through uh, through the coronavirus, so could be a, a good thing to, to check out. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting whether you want to listen to things like that. It's grim. In these it's terrible times or, or not. I don't know. I mean, you know, as all those popular things on Netflix, we've spoken about it before, I think, you know, the pandemic is one of their top programmes at the moment. I've still not watched it. Oh, I'm not going to watch there's it. Sorry, there's a very insistent bird tweeting here. I hope it's not too irritating for listeners, but well, the, the I can't last keep thing... the shed door closed because it's so hot. <laughs> You're roast alive. I think the last thing I would say, just to, to echo what you were saying there, I think, is that um, the one thing about, especially about the audio series, to, to bear in mind, that I say is that you don't so much as li- you don't so much listen to it as you do experience it. It's a ve- very much an auditory uh, experience. It's very grim and very real and gritty. And yes, so, and very stressful to work on, as I've said many times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, press fast forward now if you've heard this story before. But I, I mean, it reduced me to tears several times because I worked on it doing the music, the incidental music. Um, yeah. Which is, which is horrifying in its own way. Oh, it's when so the dog dies, that really upset me. Well, it's, it's horrible. I just literally burst into tears. It came out of nowhere because I let the I listened to the sound design and used to let it surprise me. I didn't read the script. And yeah, when that happened, I just... <laughs> I had to get up and leave the room and go out for a walk. <laughs> it's, and that's and that's the beauty of survivors. You know, I, I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly proud of um, of being working on it oh, and big work, finish mate. doing it. And you know, I think it's a, I think it's a real, uh, not so much a hidden gem, but it's a gem in the big finish catalogues. And uh, I do think it's it's worth a listen if people want to really yeah. go on an event, want to go on an adventure that, uh, that they won't forget in a hurry. Good recommendation, thank you. Uh, this one's from Stuart Eldridge. He says, Nick and Benji, I've just been listening to the latest podcast and it has prompted me to email in with a question for yourselves. Well, I'm glad it's not for someone who isn't here. Is there any update on when... Oh, hold on, this is for someone who isn't here. Any update <laughs> on when the next Dark Shadows miniseries, Windcliff, is going to be put up for pre-order and when we can expect it to be released? It was announced on BigFinish.com back in the summer of 2018 as being the follow-up to then upcoming Bloodline with a planned release of April 2020 and was teased at the end of that serial. But we are now at the end of April without even a pre-order date. Uh, I was first introduced to the show by the free Halloween special Snowflake, which set up Bloodlust, and have been an eager follower since. While the Dark Shadows serials were not Big Finish's first foray into digital first distribution, they have made great use of the format with the twice-weekly download release structure, Yeah, creating a sense of anticipation for the next episode, although it does make the wait for the next serial seem even longer. I appreciate that the schedules change and that due to the large number of returning cast members across different continents, delays happen even without the current global pandemic, but any news you are able to provide would be appreciated. Well, I got in touch with Joe Lidster, one of the producers, and he says, sadly, because of everything that's happened at the moment the Dark Shadows releases have had to be pushed back Wincliffe is now due for release in April 2021 we're looking forward to starting the recording sessions as soon as possible sorry for the delay but hopefully the wait will be worth it so there's a little bit of news for you Stuart 
onwards. Uh, secondly, I heard your response to one of the emails on the latest podcast regarding pre-Hartnell doctors. The changes in the latest series were somewhat controversial, to say the least. And for my part, I'm very pleased that Big Finish's current licence only covers up to the end of the 12th Doctor era, as I felt that introducing a backstory of child abuse, abuse stroke killing was unnecessary and not something I would wish to see reflected in Big Finish's output. I appreciate that other people will have different views and that as Big Finish are licensed by the BBC to produce the Doctor Who audios, this puts you in a difficult position and would understand if you chose not to read out this part of the email. Well, I've gone and done it, haven't I? Uh, but I thought the way you answered the question by referencing that the Doctor's now retcon status as an alien Time Lord was itself a later addition, albeit one made a mere six years into its 56-year history and was probably the best way to deal with it in the circumstances. Keep up the good work, Stuart. OK, Stuart, well, I'll say no more about that. Thank you for writing in. <laughs> and finally, here's one from Henry Mendoza. Hi there, Big Finish. Uh, I've just seen your announcement of Shadow of the Sun, the first audio drama you've recorded entirely in lockdown, and was fascinated to hear about the process, as hinted in this tweet. Yeah, well, let yep. me have a look in the quick tweet. Um, the tweet is uh, a picture of... Uh, Everybody involved, Jane Slavin, Tom Baker, Glenn McCready, and of course, Nick and David Richardson. Um, and yes, you, it says here, and yes, you can stop guessing what this lot were up to in the screenshot now. So there we go. That's revealed our little lockdown treat. And continuing yes. the email, however, there's not much in the actual article about how you went about recording. Were all of the actors sent the appropriate microphones to record with? Just as I know from my own experience with Zoom that sound quality on microphones and webcams can vary enormously. I'd love to know whether the cast owned their own microphones, whether they were sent out to them, or if you have special process of making them sound as crisp as possible on recording. Kind regards, Henry Mendoza. Well, I thought, uh, even though we mentioned in the last podcast uh, about Shadow of the Sun and how it was recorded, I thought I wanted to uh, just make this clear again for people worrying that it was all recorded on Zoom. As you know, if you've used Zoom, it's, you know, the sound quality is a bit like a phone, so it's sort of fine. Because I'm talking <laughs> of sound quality, the birds are going crazy here, just <laughs> loving the weather. Um, um, but we used Zoom as a communications method but everyone was recording at their location with appropriate microphones and we're very, um, you know, we check all that. And we're able also to adjust the sound on their recordings later. So all the recordings are done remotely. Although interestingly, as Benji knows, you know, we are experimenting with using online recording things. We're in fact doing this podcast via that method now. Um, although Benji and I are also making backup recordings at our two separate locations so if there are any bits of internet dropout you know how sometimes there's that sort of little dropping out of sound or um, voices sort of extend or distort a bit we'll have a backup recording to plug the gaps as it were so it's all being doing being done to the highest possible quality henry i hope that answers your question as well as that we've, we've got a huge team of uh, different sound designers and That's audio right. wizards there um who are meticulously going through every recording that we get back from the various uh, actors uh, making sure that, that we bring them up to a standard that is as high quality as possible and I will say I've been working on a few things and um, the results sound you know uh, 
sound really really good actually you know editing something at the moment and to be honest if if i was played it it's very it's very hard to distinguish it from a normal recording because it's you know it's it's all a learning progress but it's it's nice that we're able to to keep producing content for you all out there that's great i mean it's uh, very hard work i'm busier than i've ever been yeah likewise yeah it's not to grumble too much i just feel a bit stressed by it but anyway (laughs) um that's it for the emails this week but keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com lots of lovely emails coming in thank you so much um so plenty more to read out and funnily enough there'll be more next time Time now to go behind the scenes with Scorched Earth, out this week and starring Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor. I am Colin Baker, I am the Sixth Doctor, and I am currently appearing in Scorched Earth by the wonderful Chris Chapman. Okay, so we go from the top of 13 and down to the end. Uh, Off we go. Constance, knowing that the Allies won the war, visiting post-war Europe, that's all well and good, but actually setting foot into your immediate future and having a good nose around the most important historical event of your lifetime that's potentially far more dangerous well this doesn't look dangerous to me doctor this looks like a very well-earned party oh come on constance come you come back here this minute good okay good script a very good script it's uh a very clear story it's set in an interesting time because of Constance being in the script. So it's, it's set in the time of uh, the Second World War and with, with all the attendant confusion in having someone so closely involved with that event ahead of her time participating in it. And it exposes a quite nice tension between Flip and Constance because of um, the treatment of a collaborator in a in a French village and those things happened that you hear in the story quite a lot. My name's Chris Chapman and I'm the writer of Scorched Earth. I'm a big nerd for World War II in particular and I was reading up all the Anthony Beaver books and you know all the literature I could and and thinking actually that point after the war when there's celebration but there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of vitriol still there and you know you could argue und- understandably the French have a real anger against their, the people who've been occupying them and and that manifests itself in the shaving of a lot of a lot of people that they saw as collaborators as in some cases uh, collaborators horizontal and a lot of women were the brunt of that anger I think when you saw those images I found them quite shocking but I could also see the mindset and the emotions that had led to that moment. And I thought the really interesting thing you've got with Colin and Flip and Constance is that what I love about Connie and Flip is they have formed immediately this really bouncy, fun, contrasting relationship and friendship, but they're also two women from entirely different generations with entirely different perspectives on the world and to put Constance in a situation where she gets it, you know, she gets why there's anger, she feels that anger herself deep down and Flip can come at that from a very modern perspective as we would and say what are you doing, why are you doing this to these women and I just thought it would be a really interesting way to put the two characters in contrast and to give them something very reasonable to to be at, at war with even though the war was done. I'm Miranda Raisin and I play Constance Clark. My name is Lisa Greenwood and I play Philippa Jackson or Philippa Ramone. 
Oh, Philippa, this is not our business. I am not speaking to you. I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I hated seeing you like that. But you're not sorry, are you? You still believe what you said? Yes, I do. I really, really like the writing. I think um, he's got the my character down really, really well, but I know that he's worked with children before and, like, youth, so I think that he understands the, the language and stuff, so that's what I picked up from the, the writer on this one. And it's lovely for Connie, you know, to be back in kind of in, in her own time. It gives it just a different dimension to it, really, and the way he's written her feeling for everything that's happening, you know, from somebody who's kind of come from Bletchley straight into what she thinks is the end of the war, you know, is... um. It sort of sounds very well researched. And if you go to bigfinish.com and type scorched earth into the Uh. search pane at the top, you know, the round thing that makes things happen, then you'll find this exciting (laughs) Big Finish release out Mm. this week. The round thing that makes things happen. Um, We'll be dramatising you with the Third Doctor Adventures Volume 6 poison of the Daleks. I just have an overwhelming desire to say poisson of I, the Daleks. How peculiar, because I was thinking that when you were reading it, I thought, well, I thought, should I make a poisson of the, the Daleks? No. But you'd left it to me to humiliate yeah. myself. Yeah, it's a huge fish owned by the Daleks. Uh, but before that, here's a special preview of Time Slip, The Age of the Death Lottery. <laughs> my bearings in the dark. Which way? That way, I think. Hang on. Where's Sam? I, I, I thought he was behind us. They're over there. We can't wait. They're coming. Run! The trees end up ahead. Not far now. There are the steps. It was here. Somewhere between the top of the steps and the statue. Come on, help me find it. What about Sam? We can't leave without him. Jade, if we stay here, they'll catch us. I found it! It's here! Alright, you two, hold it right there! Neil? I found the opening! Let's go! What the heck? Where'd he go? Sorry! Hey, what are you doing? Stand up! There's nothing here! They disappeared into thin air! Oof, that's bright! Oh, we made it! Oh, I think the invisible wall's closed. They won't be following us, then. Maybe it likes us. It's daylight. How can it be daylight? It was just night time. How can we be chased through Crystal Palace Park by armed American soldiers? Um, Neil, there's a man with a dog looking at us. Oh. Do you think he saw? Oi, you two. How'd you do that, then? Oh, uh, he saw, all right. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'll report this. You see if I don't. What do you make of that then, Pooch? One minute there wasn't here. Next day was. How do you explain that one? A bubble of time.
Picture that. A bubble that drifts outside of the rules of normal physics across other time phases, intersecting with our present. People might even find themselves caught inside one of these bubbles. How would they do that? Uh, through an opening of some kind, a, a gateway, a doorway in whatever barrier exists between the two. Is there evidence for this theory? It's extrapolated from observational physics and established theory in other fields, which people in this room, as some of our foremost academics and scientists, have contributed to. I appreciate it sounds fantastic, but at the Ministry of Forward Development, and particularly in my scientific research group, we need open minds to do our job which is to find solutions to ensure this country, and even the world, is best placed to deal with crises, man-made or natural, that may occur in the future. If these time bubbles exist, wouldn't someone have found one? Maybe they have. If they had, I expect they wouldn't want to broadcast it, without physical proof. People might think they were mad. They'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be right. <laughs> One irrefutable point is that we don't fully understand the nature of time. But there are indications that it is not simply one event happening after another. And if time isn't linear, other possibilities have to be fully and objectively studied. And on that point, I'll finish and I'll hand you over to our next speaker. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Douglas. I don't expect you to attend yourself, but it will need someone senior from your department. Much appreciated. Bye. Minister. Oh. It's all right, Simon. I'm finished. Come in. Take a seat. How did your presentation to the eggheads go down? I gave them a few things to think about. How was your conference? The media coverage suggested it wasn't that productive. It achieved more than they know. That's why I asked you in. Oh? As far as the public's concerned, an international conference on world overpopulation concluded with a communique, recognising the problem, and agreed to reconvene in a year's time. As far as the public's concerned? The Earth's population is 7.3 billion. Um, the entire first episode of Time Step is available for free at BigFinish.com and you can also go to YouTube and find it in our listening party, along with funky graphics and accompanying comments from listeners as well. And also things, uh, uh, comments from writer Andrew Smith, director Helen Goldwyn and actor Spencer Banks. Yeah, really well worth looking at that. I love the funky graphics. I They're gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah, They're oh, really, yeah of course great, I have. Yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> nice stuff there. Um, the Third Doctor and the Daleks are on their way. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun In the form of Poisson of the Daleks' 15-minute drama tease. But before that, it's time to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Time for the Randomoid Selector. Oh, it's fired up. It's it's fired up random word generator again. Um, Has it? Yeah. Well, there we go. The random word <laughs> this week is intermediate, um, <laughs> which Brilliant. sounds sums Brilliant. Up, I love it. I sums love it. up my ability to put in a correct. Right. I'm going to the Big Finish website. Here we go. So it's all the wheel is turning. It is Blake Seven Ghost Ship. 
Ghost Ship, starring Paul Darrow and Michael Keating, written by Ian McLaughlin, released Feb 2015. Here is the trailer. Where are we actually going? Lerudon. Lerudon has a terrible reputation. It's a story they use to scare kids. A haunted planet. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. What now? Shh, quiet. Damn! Where's it coming from? Another dimension. Auric, there's something on the Liberator. We see you. There's no one there. The blasts are coming from thin air. I've never seen anything like it. Leave me alone. I'm not listening! You think because you know this shit you can hide. Hey, what's our next move? Ah! Grant! Blake 7, Ghost Ship. Do me a favor and shut up! <laughs> Big finish. We love stories. Haven? A quick kill is the only answer. There you go. Oh, now. Lovely bit of uh, a Paul Darrow there. And Michael Keating, Jan Chappell, Stephen Pacey as well. Also, Tom Chadburn plays Del Grant. And Alistair Locke as Zen and Aubrac. Aubrac. the... Opera, the serial-based uh, villain, <laughs> and uh, Nick Asbury is in it as well, who um, I've worked with many times. Absolutely brilliant actor, um, and he's been doing some lockdown recordings with us. I'm not a huge expert on Blake Seven, but uh, I'm sure this is marvellous, and you get a 25% discount on it, which I know Benji's just aching <laughs> to happy. tell you happy how to you tell get you. That. Happy to tell you, it's so simple. <laughs> All you need to do is go to bigfinish.com, click on podcasts on the menu, the menu, go to read more under the latest podcast, and there'll be a blurb in there. You click where it says click here and enter the code BUCKUP, B-U-C-K-U-P, all capitals, no space, and there you will get your discount, your reward. That's amazing. I see that I've still left um, the uh, the bit of script from two weeks ago about us saying goodbye in the style of Tom Baker. <laughs> Who should we say goodbye in the style of? I suppose it's got to be the Ice Warriors, hasn't it? Oh, yes. Here we go, then. Goodbyes. Goodbyes. I like, you know, Vargas laugh. I always remember... When that, those Ice Warrior episodes were first recovered, there was a screening at the National Film Theatre. So we watched all the recovered ep- episodes all in one go. Oh, and, glorious. And, yeah, on the big screen. Uh, and between, I don't know, two of the later episodes, there was just a pause while they were sort of fitting the next episode onto the projector. And then some bright spark in the audience just went... <laughs> and the whole audience just burst out laughing. It's <laughs> While we're away, why not entertain yourself with the first 15 minutes of The Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 6, Poison of the Daleks by Guy Adams. I really enjoyed working on this. I hope you enjoy this first 15 minutes.
can't stop now. We've got to keep moving. You will to have any chance of getting past the patrols. We have to be clever. Not just go charging in. We may be doing this behind Red's back. But let's remember the training she's given us. Samshi, the gate's that way. We have the code. We should just get on with it. I need to get my bearings. You need to get your head examined. Come on! Hurry! Come back! You idiot! You... This way. Should be this way. Stop. You are my prisoner. Oh, no. Not you. Turned into one of those. One of those. You will come with me. No. Sorry. I won't. Samshi? Is that you? Well, you're hurt. You're bleeding. Let me help you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. Father. himself has said it, and it's greatly to his credit, that he is an Englishman, that, that he is an Englishman, Englishman. for he might have been Venusian, a drop-in or draconian. Uh, hold on! That's not how it goes. Well, it is, you know. I'm pretty sure Gilbert and Sullivan never mentioned Venusians. Depends on where you learnt the song. I picked it up on Vetro Quarter, where temporal technology enabled the pair of them to come up with several new verses. Several new operators, in fact. The Pirates of Peladon was a particular favourite. <laughs> come on, Doctor. You're making this up. Alternatively, we could always try a rousing chorus of... I am the very model of a Morak Major General. <laughs> uh, maybe another time? Good. Excellent. Well, that's the idea of a sing-along put out of its misery. Thank heavens for that. Oh, Alistair, you're such a grump. No, I'm not. Prove it. Sing some Tom Jones. I know you can. We all heard you at the Christmas party. Nonsense, Doctor. Never happened. Uh, I'll sing it, Doctor. One note from you, Sergeant, and I'll have you on a charge. Oh, sir. Can we not just drive in peace? Oh, Brigadier, come on. It just helps pass the time. Help is a relative term, Miss Grant. I have some paperwork to do, and it's difficult enough. What with the doctor's erratic driving? Erratic? I have you know I'm in full control at all times. Well, that's what worries me, Doctor. And if we must drive all the way to Dungeness on a fool's errand, the least you can do is allow me to amuse myself en route. Well, it's hardly a fool's errand, is it, Doctor? Oh, it certainly isn't. Pollution's the most serious problem facing our planet at the moment. Actually, it's overpopulation. You don't expect us to do something about that, I trust? Well, maybe not today. Excellent. Then perhaps we can concentrate on the work in hand. Breathe Industries are promising to deal with our ever-worsening air quality, Doctor. 
It's quite natural that the government, or all governments in fact, should consider their work an absolute priority. Well, if you can believe what breathe industries are claiming. It's not a mere claim, Doctor. I've seen the reports. Their filtration process clearly works. But, sir, if the government okays the installation of clean air stations across the country, would that not get rid of air pollution forever? I grant you it's a noble aim, Sergeant. What worries me is that there's a politician in charge of it. Jane Davis Hunt is currently Shadow Secretary of State for the Environment. She isn't a member of the government, so it's perfectly legitimate for her to have business interests. Oh, legitimate, is it? Well, I think she's rather brilliant. I'd vote for her. The point, Joe, is that it's a clear conflict of interest. All of Miss Davis Hunt's profits from the project are going to charity, Doctor. She's made it quite clear that she's doing this for the betterment of the planet. How gracious of her. Well, I think it's amazing. It's impossible. A system that sucks up air, purifies it and huffs it back out again, smelling like daisies? It just doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes sense to me, Doctor. Excellent. You become unit's scientific advisor, then. No wonder they need help with the security. There's nobody on duty. Automatic barrier, Miss Grant. It's supposed to be unmanned. Benton? Yes, sir? The uh, code key. You had it for safekeeping? Oh, yes, sir, of course. Here you go. Oh, it looks like a library card. The data is stored in a magnetic strip on the back. See? Wow, that's impressive. Here we go. Into the machine. It's like open sesame, right, Doctor? doubt there's any treasure in this particular cave, Sergeant. That thing! It's the filter tower, isn't it? Looks more like the sort of whopping great chimney that caused all the problems in the first place. Miss Grant, if that thing is successful, it'll be paid for by the taxpayer. I doubt they'll mind if it prioritises function over form. I've never accepted that the two are mutually exclusive. Take Bessie, for example. Not only is she breathtakingly beautiful, but... She can reverse park in a matter of seconds. (laughs) She can. Not sure about the rest of us, though. I think we might need to spend a few minutes looking around the car park for my teeth, Doctor. (laughs) Honestly, such delicate flowers. Come on, then. I have some nonsensical science to advise on. Morning. Professor Brock, these are the people from UNIT. Clearly. Indeed, Miss Davis Hunt. Oh, please. Call me Jane. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Jane, uh, my scientific advisor, the doctor. Chart. My assistant, Joe Grant. Good to meet you, Jane. Good to meet you, Joe. And this is Sergeant Benton. Ma'am. He'll be my liaison with your security people. Excellent. Square bashing in the corridors. I'm sure that won't be at all distracting. I'll do my best to ensure that you are not disturbed, sir, by me or anyone else hoping to sabotage your work. Who would be so stupid? What we're doing benefits all of mankind. Stands to make Breathe Industries a lot of money. I find that as soon as money comes into it, altruism tends to go to the wall. Yes, and um, your technology is extremely valuable, and there will be many people, both private individuals and state forces, who would like to get their hands on it. 
The Brigadier is, of course, quite right. And we're lucky to have his expertise at our disposal. Thank you, Ma'am. And we're lucky to have you too, Doctor. I've heard so much about you. I'm thrilled that Breathe Industries will have the benefit of your endorsement. Endorsement? I haven't seen it yet. The system works, Doctor. I have no doubt you'll be as thrilled by the results as we are. If you don't mind me saying so, Professor Brock, you don't seem very thrilled to see us. Are you comfortable with us being here? I wasn't aware we had a choice. You don't, I'm afraid. This project is far too important to be handled entirely in-house. There's rather too much riding on its successful conclusion. And, as I say, we're only too happy to have your help. You are by reputation a genius, Doctor, and I always listen to geniuses. Don't I, Rupert? <laughs> Shall we take you through to the main control room? Excellent idea. Ah, I rather meant the Doctor and Miss Grant. I assumed you and the Sergeant would want to check on the security arrangements? After all, that is your role here, isn't it? Quite, Miss Davis Hunt. Quite. It's probably a good idea to give the place a once-over, sir. Yes, uh, thank you, Benton. Then we'd better get on with it. You'll need this security device to get around. Here. Ooh, looks like some sort of pager. If you need to get in touch with us, surely there are simpler ways? It's part of our security. A corridor key. It's programmed with a route from here to the security office. Any deviation from that route will set off an alarm. I'm not sure I appreciate the lack of trust, Miss Davis Hunt. Trust has nothing to do with it. I assumed you'd want to see one of our core security measures in practice. Well, it does sound very effective. See? Your sergeant has an open mind on progress. Yes, I'm sure you're a shining example to us all, Benton. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. You press the button there, and the arrow directs you towards your destination. Oh, yes, that's clever. Although I suppose it's going to do people like us out of a job. Hardly. We need fingers on triggers for when someone does veer from the route, do we not? Fingers on triggers? Somehow I always saw myself as more than that. Right. Doctor, Miss Grant, if you'd like to follow me. Oh, Doctor. She called you a genius. <laughs> yes, well, word gets around, you know. So this might be a good time for me to ask for an increase in salary, don't you think, Doctor? On my budget, you're lucky to keep that car of yours on the road. Keep in touch on the radio, Doctor. We'll reconvene later. Right here, old chap. With me, Bent. Sir. After you, genius. I can see I'm not going to hear the end of this, am I? Of course you're not. <laughs> And here we are, the hub of the operation. So please try not to get in the way. I want us ready for testing in two minutes. 
He really doesn't like us much, does he? Oh, don't mind Rupert. He's a scientist obsessed by man-made pollution. Of course he doesn't like you. He doesn't like anybody. We are, after all, as he sees it, the cause of the problem he's trying to solve. Precisely. He doesn't have to be quite so rude about it. I mean, you're working against pollution too, Jane. But you manage to be civil about it. Ah, but I'm a politician. It's my job to be charming. I need your vote. Well, to get that, you'll first have to convince me this system even works. Jane? You'll see the proof for yourself soon enough, Doctor. It really is simple, you know. Air is drawn into the central filter core and processed. Then it's released back into our atmosphere, stripped of its dangerous properties. Interesting that you say our atmosphere. Uh, Is it? Just a turn of phrase? Obviously, scale is the issue. One tower isn't going to save the world, although you'll be surprised how much effect this single facility can have. Indeed. Very surprised. Uh, Doctor, let's just see what happens, shall we? Perhaps I might be able to take a look at this central filter core of yours. Out of bounds, I'm afraid. Then how am I going to assess... For your own sake, it's an extremely high-risk area, especially during tower operation. Oh, well, sounds like things are about to happen. Indeed. If you'll be so kind as to take a few steps back, we'll observe from the edge of the room, beyond the yellow line here... Gosh, no. Don't want to get underfoot, do we, Doctor? Underfoot? Me? I'm generally treated as an acid. Not when you're between a technician and their workstation, Doctor. Then you're just an obstacle. (laughs) Bit like I sometimes feel in your lab, Doctor. needed to activate the tower is considerable. We have to be careful. Careful? Of what? Blowing the place sky high, I imagine. Doctor! It wouldn't come to that. We have various safety cutoffs in place. Worst case, we fry the system and end up making an electrical engineering company very rich with the repairs. Safety cutoffs? Yes. And of course they never go wrong. The truth is, you are still forcing an unseemly quantity of power from the national grid through a system that shouldn't be forced to take it. The alternative is simply not to do this, Doctor. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.